This is a HeadGum Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Okay, we're back at Brittany again. Bit, we're back, bitch. What does it say? We're back, bitch. <laughs> what, is Brit, Brit, what was the song? Um, what was the song? That bitch song? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> When Stephanie and I went to her Vegas show, I saw these people with hats on that said bitch or something like that. Or, oh, I'm Britney, bitch. Is that what she said? Yeah, that sounds right. But also there's some other way that she used bitch. And I remember sitting down because yeah. I'm not very familiar with Britney's. You got to work, bitch. Oh, yeah. Her hat said, you better work, bitch. And I remember reading those hats being like, well, that's rude. Uh, I didn't know it had to do with Britney. So aggressive. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> you thought people were just singling you out, or like... just singling people out that aren't working. You know. <laughs> Should we get into it? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> ladies and jerks, welcome to Britney versus Spears. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. <laughs> hey, Tig. Hey. <laughs> I was just reading some of our comments on Instagram from our last podcast, which were hilarious. What did they say? Just people talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, like the van and there's just a lot of. Um, what do you mean the van? Well, when I was talking about my dad had the van. Oh, with the rolling chair? Yeah, with the rolling office chair. I think a lot of people have some, not a lot, but some people have some interesting (laughs) experiences. Well, like what? Well, you go on Instagram and look at Tig and Cherry. Tig and Cherry? (laughs) It's weird when I can't even pronounce my own name. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know what I saw that I found? What'd you see? On um, iTunes, somebody left a comment saying how you really shine in this show and that um, I 
They said they used to be a fan of mine. And in fact, their (laughs) sign-in handle was Tig Fan from 2012 to 2019. (laughs) And then they... And they said something about me thinking I'm too good for everything or everyone oh. or something. And I was Whoa. like, wow. Whoa, high horse. <laughs> I found it interesting that they felt like once the pandemic hit, I felt like I was too good for anybody <laughs> <laughs> while I was on lockdown <laughs> doing podcasts. <laughs> braggadocious i was accessible before that and then it was just like you know what there's a pandemic i'm staying home with my family and i'm doing podcasts she did not come out for nobody (laughs) what do you suppose that is what do you what do you suppose makes me think i'm better than everyone well i mean now you're like a big fancy movie star and you brag about it a lot and you're always talking about getting tapped for different (laughs) Okay, right. but these, these, this is all factual. It doesn't mean I'm better than anyone. It just means I am a movie star getting tapped. <laughs> um, but do you feel that that describes me? Is that I am that I think I'm too good for everything? Um, no, I think it's just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you think that you're, you know, it's not like you wear fancy flashy clothes and you're driving the flashy car and you're like, I'm in Mississippi right now <laughs> I went in your I cousin's just, house I was yeah I'm not even staying at a hotel <laughs> I'm like staying with my family and yeah. I was just out on the beach barefoot and truly a crab almost bit my toe yeah because that crab didn't know who you were well but I'm just yeah you're keeping it real listen I'm, I, I think you're like keeping I'm, it real. I feel like I'm keeping it like <laughs> maybe a little too real. Below real. And also, can't people experience something other than barefoot crab bite and toe moments in life? Yeah. You should be able to. Yes. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's one of the things about people's opinions coming in at you mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. You can read a thousand positive ones, uh-huh. but the one that says something other than that. Trust me, that isn't the first one that I've heard. <laughs> I was more amused by a timeline. I in do their... like the timeline. Yeah, that was the part because it made seems me like laugh. there was something where something that person happened. was like, "I'm out." 2012 to 2019, <laughs> 19. they were on board, and then the pandemic came. And they were out. I started to act like I was too good for everything and everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was one of the most hardcore lockdown. I was home playing marbles with toddlers. Kids, yeah. Anyway. You can't please everybody. And I don't. (laughs) No. No, you don't. (laughs) And by the way, this is a nice segue um, into our documentary today. This is somebody who cannot please everybody. No. I mean, nobody can. Today we're talking about Britney versus Spears. Mm-hmm. It's a 2021 documentary directed by Aaron Lee Carr, whose previous credits include Mommy Dead and Dearest, which mm-hmm. we covered. Yes. Carr and journalist Jenny Eliscu. Eliscu? Uh, There's no way to know. I'm going to say it's Eliscu. Reframe the story of pop star Britney Spears' personal life and career with a focus on the details of her conservative ship. 
Britney versus Spears is available to watch on Netflix. Oh my God. What? If there was a drinking game. Yes. If listen, if you want to get drunk while you watch a documentary, every time they say conservative ship, mm-hmm. you have to take a drink. Is it conservative ship or conservatorship? Why? What did I what was I saying? Conservative ship? Oh, conservatorship. That's what I thought. You think it should be tour? This might be another example of me thinking I'm better than you. But I <laughs> thought it was... <laughs> Conservatorship. I don't know. I'm asking truly because I don't know. I watched a whole movie on it and I've read about these uh, ships. And, uh, wasn't... <laughs> and you still don't know. Well, we have a clip. Do you want to just go right to a clip of Ginny Aliscu? Breaking down the details of Britney's conservator, conservatorship? Yeah, yeah. According to the papers filed with the court on February 6, 2008, the conservators have access to all documents and records you related right. to Britney's estate. They can enter and take possession of her house, kick people out. They can issue restraining orders and employ security guards. They can use Britney's money to pay attorneys for legal matters involving the estate. They can open and operate businesses hire people for just about any position necessary, and pay them using funds from the estate. Conservator. Conservator. And then there's conservatee. Would there ever be a conservateeship? Well, the conservatee is the person they're represent. I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really okay. like those two women. Oh, you did? The- mm-hmm. You didn't. Well, can I be honest? Mm-hmm. I just wonder, once again, it's like these documentaries. Is this all these two ladies do all day? It feels like they just get up in the morning and they're like, let's talk about Britney all day long. And then we'll go to sleep and we'll get up in the morning and talk about Britney again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really assert themselves into Britney's life. It seems bizarre to me. Am I the only one that thinks this is bizarre? I mean, I don't follow the Britney Spears thing very no. closely. I've seen these two documentaries. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they're not topics. It's not a topic that I wouldn't have watched it if we didn't have this hit sensation of a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm invested in the way that I care that, you know, she be fairly treated in her life just as everyone should be but um I don't know I I think I particularly liked the um what is she a Rolling Stone journalist yeah reporter yeah maybe she kind of reminded me of Karen Kilgariff you know her no oh she's this incredible stand-up comic musician writer I think she was the showrunner on um, Ellen's show and on, for Rosie mm. on her show. And mm. then she she has a podcast called My Favorite Murder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like the biggest podcast in the world. She's just unusually funny. And yeah. not that I think the Rolling Stone reporter seems like, oh, this is the funniest person alive. And she gives Karen Kilgariff a run for her money. There's mm. just something about her likable that, kind, that you connected that kind of rem- to where i was like oh she kind of reminds me of karen listen she seems nice enough it's just mm-hmm. that uh 
I'm so um, distracted by um, looking at their apartments when they're on camera because I'm like, wow, how can they afford these fancy? How do you know that's where they live? I've done interviews where people set up People set me up in a house. That happens to you too. You when you get interviewed, you get set up in like a yeah. a, a house Space or living that's... room looking area. Right. And there's moments where right. I think, Oh my god, I hope nobody thinks this is my house. <laughs> this is my living room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh so the journalist Jenny, let's just call her Jenny, she's seems to get r- really involved in I guess she becomes, she considers herself friends with Brittany. She probably, in this part, I felt like could be construed as odd. But I feel like there are interviewers and reporters that I've dealt with numerous times over the year, the same people that have interviewed me several times, where I... I wouldn't say I'm friends with them, but it's really great to see them when they're interviewing right. me, you know? Right. You're friendly. It's a friendly yeah. face, and you're yeah. happy to see them. Okay. Yeah. So in uh, in 2007, Britney Spears divorces Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. Just to recap, was he a backup dancer, and that's how they met? Don't know. <laughs> We're obviously not as invested as Jenny is. There are people out there listening that are like, yes, of course, everybody knows that. Or they're like, that is the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard. But anyway, in my mind, that's how they met. doesn't matter. Now they're divorced. It's 2007. Um, And the paparazzi, this was, you know, a hard part to to watch. And same from the, the other documentary, just that the paparazzi could make so much money off of a picture of Brittany and they would just follow her around and you know they could get a hundred thousand dollars for one picture what do you suppose a picture of you would fetch for because <laughs> if have it's to, a uh, nice I have to sum, pay people to put them <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of you <laughs> in your closet <laughs> with glasses on uh, but what do you what do you do you think people have ever bought a picture of you or snapped a photo and exchanged well, cash? I will tell you this. Oh boy! And I don't want this to be a braggadocious alert, but okay. Granted, this was years ago. What? How many years? Ah, uh, probably <laughs> ten. Okay. Okay. It's only relevant because you'll hear why. Uh, but. I was uh, I was with my daughter and we were eating frozen yogurt and this paparazzi. If if there's only one paparazzi, <laughs> are they called paparazzo? Yeah. Do you know that to be true? A paparazzo, <laughs> a, a meatball. He's a paparazzo. Hey, hey, hey mamma mia! Hey, they originated in Italy. Hey, it is a very Italian-sounding word. A paparazzi. Anyway, the paparazzo came over and he said, and he gave me his card. Nice, nice, Cheryl. He, he, yeah, and he said, if you ever want to make a little money, you're going to the beach. You're going to be in your bathing suit. Call me. I'll snap a few pics. They'll pay top dollar, top dollar, and um, and I'll give you a kickback. How much did you make? 
like the next day I'm like, hey, hey, paparazzo, um, I'm at the beach. And then what he doesn't tell you is that he recorded himself (laughs) telling you that and then recorded your phone call. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be so sad. And then didn't pay you a dime. He just put that online of you being like, hey, paparazzo, hey. It's Cheryl. Um, I am on the beach looking fine. Look, I got a blowout. I, I am all fine. by myself walking along the beach <laughs> waiting for you. And then he's you like, jump out from behind a rock. He's like, I'll be right down there. I am uh, oh. snapping some pics of Tig uh, on the beach in Mississippi. <laughs> She's in her board shorts. <laughs> Topless. Topless with her scars out. <laughs> with her scars out. Oh, gosh. Okay. Let's give our listeners a break. And when we get back, we're going to really dive in, into the uh, the documentary. Yeah. So let's give everyone a break, and we'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook, with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we are back. Okay, so then Brittany met this one, a paparazzo, named Adnan Galib. Galib? No way of knowing. No way of knowing. Who was, I guess, sweet to her? Pumped her gas at the gas station. And and then she started asking where he was when the- She took a liking to him. Mm-hmm. And then was they started Was it just dating. as a friend? No, then they did you watch the documentary? I did, but at first, was it just a friendship oh. or she was like, Hello, hey. paparazzo? <laughs> Hello, paparazzo. Um, that's hard to know. Okay. I mean, Brittany is she's a bit of a complicated personality. What makes you say that? Well, she's been living in such um extreme circumstances for so long. Yes. Right? It's not like she's, I don't want to say normal. Nobody wants to say the word normal anymore. But let's say, um, oh, typical. That's what people say now. Run of the mill. (laughs) She's not the run of the mill girl. Like, 
a 20 year old who thinks a guy is cute, mm-hmm. you know, at a bar would be like, oh, hi, what do you do? Do you live around here? And instead, she's like meeting a. Is that your pickup line? <laughs> Did we just get a peep into your. <laughs> oh, hi, do you live around here? <laughs> If somebody said that to me at a bar, I would burst out laughing. Well, what's your pickup line? Well, I don't think I've ever picked up on anybody, but I would certainly not go up and say, oh, hi, do you live around here? Well, it's not the first question you ask, but you're like, oh, oh, I see you're drinking. Uh..." (laughs) So wait, have you picked up on anyone before or do you wait to be picked up on? Uh, back in the day. Oh, boy. You know, haven't I told you this story before? Probably, but let's hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the film. <laughs> I had sort of a foolproof um, pickup situation. Oh, okay, what is it? Well, I've always had guy friends. So I would go out to bars with my guy friend. And then if there was a cute guy. Yes. I would walk over and say, can you act like you're talking to me for a second? Because that guy will not leave me alone. And then my friend is staring oh, at me. my gosh. And then the guy is like, are <gasps> you okay? So and it's like, And I said, yeah, I'm okay. It's just, it would feel better if you just, if it seemed like we know each other, or we're just like having a good time, because maybe he'll leave us alone. <laughs> oh, my God. You dirty rat. <laughs> you dirty. And it works? Yeah, it always works because people are nice, you know, and they're like... But like after they get talking to you, it, it they're... Well, then if you don't like them, then if you don't like them, then you can just be like, oh, okay. You know, you can give your friend a signal like, you can leave now. Mm-hmm. And then you can walk away. Or, you know, if you end up really liking the guy and you end up connecting, you can yeah. say, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> Back, I know that guy. I just wanted to come I talk have crabs. To you. I'll tell you a secret. I have crabs. Could you imagine? That's the worst pickup line. <laughs> that has to be the number one worst I, pickup line I, I've ever heard. Can I, can can I, tell, I tell you a secret? You a secret? And they lean in and they're like, yes. I have crabs. I have scabies. <laughs> I uh, picked up an old dirty couch off the side of the road and got scabies from it. I have crabs. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Or can I tell you a secret? I, uh, <clears throat> I went to CVS and uh, I checked out on the herpes detector. <laughs> and I'm clean. You're just like, oh, did you think you had it? Yeah. Well, I just went to. Walgreens. I mean, I always think I have it. <laughs> just because my crotch itches so much. It's just the symptoms, but not the disease, which yeah. is great. It's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> do you live around here? <laughs> We've really got to get back out to bars. I mean, that was that was a pretty good pickup line, wasn't it? That, did you make that up on your own? Yeah. I also think that's some guy's pickup lines. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if you're standing there and... You know, some guy at the bar starts talking to you. There's another guy standing by that goes, do you need to be saved? Do you want me to start talking to you? Mm. See, I thought you meant like saved, like Jesus. Like Jesus? Yeah. Do you <laughs> need to be saved? Did your soul need to be saved? <laughs> <laughs> I truly, when I, I'm not sure if I have picked up on anybody 
Well, what about, remember the one story that you said about the, the girl who was like, hey, do you want to come to my place? I live right around the corner. Oh, yeah. Her her paintings her of, of her. Yeah, because she was painting that. But yeah. I wasn't I wasn't picking up on her. Oh, she was picking up on you. I was sweeping up at this coffee shop I worked at, and I saw wee her. Wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-
No, but I'm potentially going to get oh, a plant-based right. nutrition no, coaching we, certification. I already have a plant-based nutrition okay, certificate, cool. but I might get a coaching okay. certificate. Tig, we have to take a break. <laughs> if we come back, we're really going to, listen, we're really going to get down to business. We'll be right back after these messages. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Now, if you would, tell us about this documentary and stay on track. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 2008, Brittany goes to the hospital after locking herself in her room and refusing to give her kids back to KFED's bodyguard. And then after being largely absent in her life, enters Jamie Spears. See, this doesn't... F- I know this is not the popular take on this, but this doesn't seem that... You feel like she should have well, a conservatorship. It doesn't seem unreasonable that she ha- has a breakdown and has to go to the hospital and her dad comes into the picture. I mean, that seems like a normal response. Yeah, so so far... It makes sense that the dad would come into okay. the picture. So far, we're all, yeah. But I, I think that it goes a little off the rails the way that they secured this contract in that she had absolutely no control. Because people can go off the rails and get counseling or treatment, but they don't have a conservatorship Yeah, but, I mean, the question is, who was in her life that could take care of her when this was happening i guess she had adnan and sam lutfi but by the way people said that sam was Mm -hmm. drugging britney that he would crush up drugs and put them in her food but you want to hear sam what sam has to say about this and i have to say yeah i don't know this guy i don't know britney spears he kind of did not feel like he was lying when he was talking about i know how he seemed very yeah. straightforward, but also people are insane. I have no idea. This is not my life. I don't <laughs> know so what's going on in the Britney Spears world. This film, because we are nailing it. All right, let's listen to Jim. Uh, Jim. I'm just saying when he was talking, I was like, he seems very straightforward. Yeah, let's listen to Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Press play. You have a, a hundred blood tests and drug tests the entire time I was with her. and She passed every single one of them. Which is why the police never came to my door. No one ever called the police. To be uh, uh, accused of uh, allegations that serious, that you're drugging the world's biggest star, you don't, you call the police, you call the FBI, you don't call TMZ. I was the perfect scapegoat. Why? I was new, they didn't know who I was. 
was just an expendable guy. It's like, all right, if that's what you need. I think that's a fair point. Definitely. If I thought somebody was drugging Dr. Becky Hines, I'm not going to call TMZ. Not that Becky Hines is Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty she, damn close. She can dance I around mean, with the python like nobody's yeah. business. Nobody is Britney Spears except Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. But next in line, which is a huge <laughs> drop off, but still next in line is Dr. Becky Hines. <laughs> but if I thought somebody was harming her, I would not, you know, yeah, he's right. You call the police. Well, yeah, that's like anybody claiming that there's anything, if you're in any sort of physical right. harm, you're going to call the police, you're going to call a doctor, you're going to, you're going to call the right official rather than. You know, you know who you're not going to call? Louise Taylor. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ghostbusters. <laughs> And I was just going to roll my eyes. That would be hilarious. Who's Louise Taylor? Well, when all this was going down, suddenly this woman, Louise Taylor, just appears and claims to be the spokesperson for the Spears family. Oh, the Christian woman? And and she has like a picture of her and um, Britney Spears' dad getting baptized in the Jordan River. And by the way, Mm -hmm. I mean, now I am bragging. I just visited the Jordan River. What do you mean, just like last week? Like right before the pe- let me. <laughs> I was just there last right before this lockdown. Oh, back when I was likable. <laughs> when, <you're, laughs> when people still liked you. When I was still grounded. <laughs> you should not go in the Jordan River. It's so polluted and dirty. You definitely don't go underwater. I have no intention. <laughs> But I like that because she posted a picture of them getting baptized in the Jordan River that people were like, oh, okay, I believe her. She probably is the spokesperson for the Spears family. And then Felicia Collada. That's the assistant? Yeah. She's real. She is the queen. She is the queen of um, not saying something bad about someone, but giving you every face expression and body language that will tell you otherwise. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot I could say about her, but I'm not going to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it. Because she said when <laughs> they asked her about Louise Taylor, Lou Taylor, and she said, Lou Taylor will chew me up and spit me back out. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's your statement. <laughs> She just doesn't. Yeah, you're right. She never really gets down to brass taxes. She's just. But <laughs> she gets beyond brass tax with her face yeah. expressions and nodding her yeah. head and her body language. Mm-hmm. She says all she needs to say. She's not going to say anything about her. I will not talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's like when somebody says, What do you think about them? She would say, <laughs> Well, <laughs> as my mama said, you can't say anything nice about someone don't say anything at all okay and then and then she'd walk away feeling pretty good yeah, like i did, I did not, not say, say anything bad thing. <laughs> i left things completely neutral but seriously mm. now kevin gets full custody of the kids and Brittany returns to the hospital on another involuntary psychiatric hold here's the other thing about mm-hmm being admitted to a psychiatric hospital against your will if you are really having a psychotic 
break, you are probably not at a place where you can decide to admit yourself to a psychiatric hospital. It would have to be somebody that you that you're related to or that loves you that would do that. Mm-hmm. So how do we know? Nobody really knows what was happening with Britney Spears. I mean, oh, I'm not going to be popular, but what if her dad was trying to help? Is that ridiculous? Well, I mean, it can be both things. There might have been some element of trying to help, yeah, and right. then he could have abused his power. Yeah, I think that's right. Or he might not have been trying to help. He was just um, very different than how I'm tapped for movies, but he was tapped <laughs> to um, to help and got a little greedy and um and abusive right and like uh black or white Mm -hmm. right so he doesn't know what he's doing so he's like okay i'm just gonna shut it all down yeah should we talk about adam streisand (laughs) i feel like hasn't he come up before yes okay in our last the the last documentary we talked about adam streisand in the mountain climber Wait, what? No, the the other documentary about Britney. I'm sure. We... Oh, 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 oh! I see the last doc- yeah. the last Britney documentary. The last Britney doc. Mm, okay. Um. Okay. Jamie Spears is granted temporary conservatorship of Britney, and Jamie Spears and Andrew Wallet become co-conservators of her estate. Wallet. <laughs> I mean, if that Come isn't on. the perfect name. <laughs> Oh, don't mind me. Um, My name is uh, Andrew Wallet, and I. It sounds uh, like something from a cartoon. I'm Andrew Wallet. Hello, uh, study your finances. Nice to meet you. My name is Andrew (laughs) Chiching. Like little dollar signs light up in his eyeballs. Um, Okay, so JB brings back Britney's previously fired manager, Larry Rudolph, and Lou Taylor becomes Britney's business manager and then on on britney's health assessment it claims she has dementia Mm. which also you know they were saying that's usually found in an older person but that's also what i think is interesting about it because if you were going to make that up why would you say dementia for a younger person if it's made up you know why not say bipolar or something so you feel like she has dementia. My feelings are not facts. But I'm saying, why would a doctor write dementia? That's it. That's the whole thing. It sounded like I was going to go on. Why would a doctor write dementia? I mean, that's a good point. But Thanks. I feel like there's probably corruption in areas that... I mean, that- right. And then dementia, how can you prove it? I don't know. How could you prove anybody's mental stability or instability i mean i saw britney spears in concert in uh in vegas well i don't Mm -hmm. know if she's stable i just saw her dancing around yeah Um, she knew the moves she knew the moves she she wasn't Mm -hmm. like um where do i go what do i do right um the spears family gets the five-day notice for conservatorship waived by claiming that sam lutfi was an imminent threat to Brittany and that he was drugging her and Sam denied it. And then Brittany meets with Adam Streisand. Adam advocates for her and then he was basically shut down. 
And he said, okay, I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting involved. Mm-hmm. Is that how you saw it? Mm-hmm. Although, do we have um, this doctor, um, Dr. Spar, who is a geriatric psychiatrist. And he was so odd. <laughs> Why did he agree? To oh, be- right, right. Why did he agree to be interviewed in this? Because he's like... I'm not... Saying I did or didn't. Yeah. Dr. Spar, tell me about your work. I am a retired uh, geriatric psychiatrist and still do, you know, the occasional consultation for attorneys, including, you know, contested conservatorships sometimes. Had you heard of Britney Spears' music before you met her? You know, uh, I'm not a fan. I don't listen to music of that ilk. But, yeah, I know who she is. Wait, before I met her? Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not going to acknowledge that I've ever met her. (laughs) See, he has dementia. (laughs) I like that he was like, wait, wait. Well, I'm no fool. Hold on. (laughs) I am no fool. You are not going to trick me into talking about my client, Britney Spears. There is no way I am going on the record. Confirming or denying that I sat down with sat down? Britney Spears. Yeah, a I mean, that's lot of none time. of your business. Okay, and we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh God, he really that really made me laugh. <laughs> so now, Jenny. Oh, so this this is where it gets. I thought this was kind of weird. Okay. So Jenny, one of the filmmakers, now she's at the urging of Sam Lufty and Adnan. Galib, she secretly meets with Brittany to have her sign paperwork to get a new lawyer for her conservatorship. So I just thought it was strange that this journalist, somehow now these two guys are reaching out to her and they ask her to go to the Montage Hotel in in L.A. and Brittany will meet her in a little bathroom to have her sign these papers. It seemed strange. Well, the whole thing is strange, but I mean, I feel like she would be somebody that's invested in helping her. And then she would also be a little more on the DL. You know, she's not a red flag, right? To Yeah, I guess. But but I mean, this document didn't really hold up and it wasn't. I mean, I'm wondering, I don't know anything about the law. Well, they clearly uh, don't either. But they were just trying. Yeah, I mean, should they have had a a witness? Because they said, what if it's not really Britney Spears that signed it? But it was clearly coming from a good place. I mean, they were trying to help her. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, the question is, is there something about Britney and Britney's mental state that her dad would know more about than people that she meets? Quite possibly. I mean, it could be a situation where she gets out of this conservatorship and then she goes haywire in a way that people are like, oh, my God. So, you know, we don't know. It's like it wasn't even on my radar that she was there was any sort of conservatorship before all of the free (laughs) Britney stuff happened. You know, there's a lot of. I, there's a lot, there are a lot of people that are really wake up with free Britney on their mind. Um, okay, now, Jamie is granted permanent conservatorship. Britney begins the circus tour, and there's a push to show that she is healthy. 
with little yard for what she actually needs and wants. Although this also, I thought this was odd because then there was a um, residency set up for her in Vegas, Mm -hmm. right? And then they had an event where she was sort of trotted out Mm -hmm. and everybody thought she was going to say something and she didn't. And then Brittany, even in this documentary, says, yeah, I was told I didn't have to do that. Which is contradictory to what everybody's been saying, that her dad was like, she has to earn money all the time, no matter what. It sounds like you're anti-Britney. <laughs> I know, I'm not. So, <laughs> no, I, I mean, you might as well be chanting, lock her up. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I want nothing but the best for Britney. And it sounds like whatever they've been doing was not working properly. No, so no. They could do better. Mm-hmm. Should we tell people that we had to pause because your internet went out and then you had to drive over to your other house? No, because that sound that makes me sound like a oh, the lady with two houses. <laughs> I mean, I do have two houses, <laughs> but only because You I, sold this house I and sold it's this, empty. So this house is completely empty. Because and, you and, sold it, not because yeah. you're the well, lady with two houses. And in two days, uh, I, I'm never going to be able to walk back into this house again. Unless uninvited. you become friends with the person with the that's person. moving in. Okay, look. Yeah. Let's just wind it. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. going to wind it. Let's um, plow through. Plow through. Kevin Federline gets a restraining order against Jamie Spears. Nobody likes Jamie Spears. This is clear. Who is Jamie Spears? <laughs> that's her dude. He, so he no longer has, is the conservator. Of mm-hmm. her conservatorship. 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 And, conservatorship. Um, Conserv- con- Sam Ingham resigns. I'm mm. not sure I know who that is. Oh, he That's was, her manager, right? No, he was her attorney that Jamie Spears oh. had hired yeah, and was there's paying. There's no way to know. And now Brittany is set to appear in court on November 12th of 2021 to ask for conservatorship for the conservatorship to be lifted entirely. That's coming up. That's in like three weeks. Yeah. So follow along at home if you're at all interested. And do you think you'll follow <laughs> I along? Think, I don't think I will. You're about as interested as I am. I mean, when I want people the... tell me, I want the best for her too. Yeah, but course. when people want... update me about Brittany, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Or right. that's so unfortunate. Or, But yeah. I'm certainly not. I still haven't read a lick of news. I was just telling Thomas that on our break. I haven't read any news. It's the same crap. I don't think you've missed anything, honestly. I know I haven't. It and is my the life same is crap. so much, much better. better when I get my little five minute NPR update podcast and then I go about my life. <laughs> okay. All right. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Tig, did you cry? I did not. Mm-mm. Did you? No. Well, and I don't who know. were you attracted to? You cried to? about Bob Ross. Well, yeah. And hands on a hard body. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who was I attracted to? <laughs> yeah. Brittany. Oh. I liked the one guy that we never talked about. <laughs> 
so weird <laughs> that he never came up. Oh, Andrew Gallery. He was a filmmaker that they he was they were doing a was it for um Doesn't ring a bell. Go ahead. In TV or something called For the Record. Hmm. Anyway, he was a cin- cinematographer and he became friends with her. Oh, yes, like yes. They more than friends. I guess, but then it's it, hard to it, know what that's. Yeah, because you know when he was talking about it, it was like you think about those kind of friendships where you go or were yeah, were you interested in her romantically or would right. you find Britney Spears interesting if you met her in Louisiana, right? And she wasn't famous. Right. I don't know. But he seemed completely normal, and I liked him. He did. He did. He was cute. Andrew Gallery. He was cute. Because I have some of those friendships where it's like, Hmm. would I be friends with you if I met you in Florida? Probably Hmm. not. How how (laughs) dare you? I was just thinking, wouldn't it be fun if we met, I was going to say at Hooters, but I don't think I've ever been to Hooters. <laughs> I haven't I was trying either. To think of a, okay, let's say at Chili's. If we met at Chili's. And I was having a bloomin' hour. onion. <laughs> oh, wait, you and this guy or me and you? No, you and me. Oh, okay. I'm having a bloomin' onion. Oh, are you onion. talking about the guy? Let's talk about me and you. We're okay. in Florida. We're in Florida. You're it's barefoot walking into the bathroom. <laughs> in a tube top and cutoffs. <laughs> Yeah, and you say, "Hey, girl, hey." Yeah, I'm. T- no, I'm- it's not in the bathroom. We can't meet in the bathroom. No, but well, we're no, at I'm the bar. sitting. I'm sitting at the bar having a blooming onion. Yeah, and you walk by barefoot to go into the bathroom. <laughs> Why do I have to be barefoot at Chili's. Well, That's- I'm just thinking okay. of the grossest scenario, which oh. to me is barefoot in a public bathroom. Oh yeah. Oh, then you would not become friends with me. No, you'd but be if like, you had- "There's the crazy lady." Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm sitting there having a bloomin' onion and what now? And then I come over to you and I'm like, Hey, how's the bloomin' onion here? I would be like, like, Oh boy, somebody has the hots <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would all Because begin. it's like why why on earth would you come up to some fifty year old <laughs> lesbian eating a bloomin' onion and say well, if I had to go up to the bar to get my drink, and the only place to stand was next to you and your blooming onion. Okay, so you're like, "How's the blooming onion here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "It is fantastic. <laughs> I highly recommend it." And then I'd say, "Oh, can I try yours before I, you know, spend all that money on my own blooming um, onion?" Sure, pull off uh, a little <laughs> stick of my blooming onion, and then what? When do we get to the point of like exchanging numbers and hanging out? (laughs) It is. It's a hard turn to go from that to, hey, call me on Friday. Right. It's really hard. (laughs) It would happen, though. It would happen. By the way. Yes. Next week, Mm -hmm. we will be watching the first three episodes of The Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. Ooh. Which you can watch on HBO Max. Mm. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Also, you can buy True Story merch at podswag.com slash true story. Plus, it's almost Christmas and Hanukkah oh. and Kwanzaa. You should start buying your merchandise right now, wrapping it up for grandma, and That's just 
a good point. That's what I'm going to yeah. give everybody I know, whether they want it or not. Right. Get people a mug that says, don't spill the beans. They yeah. won't care if they've never heard of us. <laughs> they just it stands need... on its own. Yeah. So get the merchandise now because it's going to sell out for, yeah, it's gonna sell for out. the holidays. For and sure. you're not... You're not going to want to be left without a mug, okay? <laughs> Before we go, would would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes, please. Nicole B. emails us and says, Hey, Nicole B., hey. Oh, hey, Nicole B., hey. <laughs> oh, my God, this is never going to catch Let's on. try and do it in sync. Ready? Okay. Hey, hey, Nicole, hey Nicole B., Nicole B. hey. hey. Um, hey, Tig no. and Cheryl, love. And then in parentheses, she says, read in the cadence of Cheryl's serious tone. Love. Oh, love. Oh, that love. part. Love. Love. Your show. Listening to the Bob <laughs> Ross episode, my dad also had a white utility van. Super sketchy dude. <laughs> <laughs> we would see him every other weekend. And me being the younger sister would always have to ride in the back. No chairs, just a sweet <laughs> beanbag. <laughs> a large portion of the floor was rusted out so you could see the road beneath you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, to be a kid in the 90s. Anywho, I wonder how many other dads have sketchy white vans. Maybe a new podcast, White Van Dads. I yeah. would listen. Again, love the podcast, and thank you for always making me laugh. Oh, my God. I love the, the beanbag. Beanbag. That is so smart. My father's van was not white. I believe it was blue mm. or green. And did it have seats? No, just in the two, just the two front seats, mm. and then just a big, empty <laughs> van. <laughs> not. This is creepy. <laughs> yeah, a big, empty van. Nary a... a, a <laughs> A rolling chair or... Uh, no tools, no nothing. Just like a big Well, no, he van. wasn't... Yeah. Um, he okay. he moved a lot. And uh, I don't know if he lived in his van at some point. I really don't mm. know what was going on half the time with my father. But You can't know when you're a kid. And you you're can't not... know when you're a kid or an adult. <laughs> yeah. True. You can't know, you can't know. When, when your dad carries a, a gun in one... Cowboy boot and a knife in the other. Okay. Uh, Darcy D. says, hey, Darcy D. Oh, hey, Darcy D. (laughs) Hey. 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 Uh, My partner is heavily into climbing, and he has gotten me into it, too. Although he is mostly an ice climber, I would love to share information I found out after asking very similar questions as you. Online Mm -hmm. climbs that use several rope lengths, you should not be scurrying into a crack on the wall to poop. (laughs) Most climbers try to abide by the leave no trace rules. The big wall climbers usually poop into a wag bag because they have rope and things, but apparently Alex Honnold in particular once posted on instagram apologizing because he had to take a huge shit and was worried about all the other climbers below him wait he he just did it into the open air i guess he did and (laughs) i guess 
Yeah. <laughs> He's just this dangling from a rock. If you're walking close and just poop, pooped it out. So he's just dangling from a rock, pulls his pants down, <laughs> and goes into the wind. Poops. Into the wind. That's right. So if you're anywhere beneath, you could just be minding your own business down and by, think a bird down by did the it. rock and just... You could think a bird... <laughs> you, think it's, you think it's a bird poop, but it's a giant person You're like, poop. oh my gosh, a pterodactyl pooped in my eye. <laughs> There's for um, sure okay, still when, dinosaurs. <laughs> when Honold Free soloed, apparently he just poops off the wall. For him, it's harder to keep a secret because he's not pooping in the winter where the smell gets disguised. Oh, my God. My partner has a funny story about his friend, an ice climber, who had to take a huge poop that froze off. <laughs> I'm sorry for our listeners. If this is your lunch break and this is what you're having to... Um, well, you know, sometimes people don't have to be on a lunch break to not want to hear this, Cheryl. <laughs> Listen, we should have told you. <laughs> that Now's this is X-rated. No. <laughs> oh, now's a good time to turn it off if you don't want to hear a poop story. Um, okay, so the poop froze? Yeah. She got called out on this poop in the climbing community very publicly only in the spring once it all melted. Gross. How did people track her to this the poop? poop. Yeah. Oh, this only this brings up more questions. Okay. I mean, so many questions. Fire away. Let me answer. Well, them. I think that's the num number one or number two. I know. I know. Oh, 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 it oh. is how do, how do you know whose poop is thawing? And we'll be right back. <laughs> no, this is the end. Please, this is the end. <laughs> How do you Darcy know whose G. poop is thawing? This is crazy. So people mm -hmm. are just pooping off. Yeah, they're just pooping off the lid. Just into thin air. Or they just are carrying a, a bag of their own poop. It's like a dog. Like when you walk in a dog. It's like a dog. Also, but I don't your... remember before the 90s people carrying poop bags for dogs. Do you? I feel like people no, just let dogs go. It was poop. Yeah, and then you just keep walking. And then all of a sudden there's a problem. Yeah, it's like everyone's up in arms in the 90s and after about dog poop all over the neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I do? Don't oh. tell anybody. I hate picking up dog poop so much that I'll just find a giant leaf and gently set it on top of the poop. No! <laughs> Cheryl! I don't want to pick it up. But I also don't want people to step on it, so I make sure it's covered. What if there's no giant leaf? I mean, if I have to pick it up, I will. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll just bend over if somebody can see. Oh, my. To make it look like I'm going through. Listen, I don't particularly like dog walking for this very reason. Well, but am I right? Like the 70s. Yeah, the 70s, people just, people would have thought you were insane. Even if in the eighties, walking said, around with a sack of poop. Yeah, if you if your dog pooped and you immediately picked it up and put it in a bag and carried it around with you for the next thirty minutes, people would be like, "Gross! Stay right. away from that lady." Yeah, put a big leaf on it. <laughs> <laughs> you psychopath! Here, take this big leaf. Um, but thank you, Darcy D. That was a. Do you think the D stands for dog poop? 
Or for, I'm sorry. Do you think the D stands for dump? Mm. Darcy dump? Well, she, she doesn't want to be known as that. These are friends of friends. She made it clear this was not her. Well, I Did wasn't she? listening. You know I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, can you imagine this conversation that she had with these people? I always wonder about scuba divers. I guess it's like... <laughs> I mean, you're, I guess you you hold it. Nobody's pooping in their skin. Unless you have a bean burrito. <laughs> oh, no. We're back to this. <laughs> we're, we're do not, this. whatever you do, do not eat a bean burrito before you scuba dive. Or else Our that train is a coming. Our listeners really learned so much. I'm, they're so glad they tuned into this freaking. Okay. Tig. Yeah. You want to tell people how much we love hearing their messages? We love it. Oh, my gosh. We love it. We love it. your comments and your reviews. We read them. We really do. And it just, they crack me up. You guys are They're really very funny. funny. Even the ones <gasps> that tell us that there's an expiration date on their fandom for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. All right. I mean, ideally, you, you keep liking us. But if, if my greatest hits were 2012 to 2019, so be it. And I so became be unrelatable in 2020. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but keep writing. We're reading them. And we just yeah. might uh, read yours on the show. And we might give you a hey, girl, hey. That's right. Terribly done terribly done and if you still haven't seen Tignotaro drawn on hbo or hbo max watch it and star trek is about to start too so is curb your enthusiasm is about to premiere are you on that <laughs> i am on that and i have a tour a major national tour that i'm about to announce any day now so oh. check out oh. my social media and listen okay. to my podcasts, this or Don't Ask okay. Tig, and you're going to hear it's a major market tour, the big cities. So okay. if I don't hit your city, don't complain about it. Just get in your little car, hop on a train, okay. whatever you got to do, yeah. hitchhike, and head over to the nearest city because okay. it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And Cheryl and I also have a very big surprise to announce about Tig and Cheryl. You look like you That's don't right. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm, are you announcing no, it? No, no, because oh, we haven't. This is a te- I'm we just saying you have beats. to keep listening because oh, my tour right. dates are coming soon. Our big secret that we're going to reveal is coming soon. Yes. All right. Well, should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopisich and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.